0: You've lost the fucking plot. History of Hardcore Podcasts Part One. What's your name, mate? Uh Neville.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've Enjoy myself. Everybody else is enjoying themselves. You know? And a big shout out going out to the toilet posse in the place. They're <laughs> <laughs> all in the toilet, getting their tits off because I'm the toilet
0: posse. It's out there. So this has just come about recently. We had a lot of free time, um, sitting around in a shop. As a lot of you probably know, that I've moved from the music industry into bodybuilding and fitness. Um, with COVID recently, I've uh, a lot of spare time on my hands, sitting around and a friend of mine who owns this wonderful studio, Will approach me, uh, asked me to MC in some of his shows and I, I basically politely told him to fuck up. Um There's no way I'm gonna come down and MC in your studio. Um, but we've got talking and Another opportunity that sort of sprung to mind was to do some podcasts and talk a little bit about, you know, not just my history, in fact, less about my history in music, but talk about the history of a lot of influential artists and promoters that have helped build and create the scene that, you know, you have today. Um, So it's, you know, it's all about the history. It's about where the music scene's come from, where the rave started, how it happened, who's who, what's happened. Um, we want to hear about the background, not the things that people get to see when you're in a rave. But we're going to talk a lot about the things that people haven't heard about. Um, you know, we're, we're not here to, 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 to cuss and to slander. We're here to talk about good times um, and just let you guys know what happened behind the scenes as well as in front of the stage. We're pretty lucky today, we're joined by one of the most veteran promoters <laughs> and most notorious loud and nasty MCs um, ever to have graced the scene. In the studio we have the main man. What's your name mate? Uh, Neville. Where are you from? Coventry. What you had? Amnesia House. Perfect. <laughs> Alright. Um, so this guy basically, um, before I even started out in the rave scene which was around 1993, this gentleman was... Um, Involved with, um, let's say some football shenanigans to start with and move through into becoming a promoter of one of the biggest music brands that we've ever known, the legendary Amnesia House. Um, This guy really has seen and done a hell of a lot. Um, We're going to run through a few questions. Hopefully we're going to get some answers. We want some nitty gritty stuff. Um, we're not gonna be a formal podcast, we don't want this to be sort of massively pre-rehearsed. We're gonna relax, we, we're a couple of old friends and we're gonna sit here yeah. and we're just gonna have a little bit of a talk about a the old chat. days. And, yeah. yeah, a bit of a chat, bit of a and out yeah. um, Bounce a few questions off each other. Um, so Nev, we're gonna start out, bro. Um, just tell us where it started for you. Um, when, where was the first raid well, you attended? How did it happen? What was your inception well,
1: on the scene? How it happened for me was, um, well, I've just got out of prison. I had. Uh, not, know, not that I'm uh, proud of that. Like right. it's for football violence. Uh, yeah. I actually went to prison for. Uh, I hate to mention it. I'm actually a Ching and Aston Miller fan. Uh, you fucker! You know, I mean, sorry, Villa. Like, sorry, I, I, I said this was a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no and, uh, Basically, <laughs> I uh, you know I went to prison for that. Like you know you know and then so I got out of prison and. Uh, there was a, a warehouse party, and my brother uh, Fred Fivey and uh, mm-hmm. Bam Bam, who was yep. one of my best yeah, friends. Bam Bam. Um, they were doing a warehouse party, and I uh, turned up at this warehouse party. and They asked me to do the door on this, uh, you know, this warehouse yep. party, and I was thought, you know, what's this? And uh, so. But they, did they, were they expecting Villa fans to turn up? Were they? I don't think the Villa were invited. No. Like, no, like, okay, you know, no so, okay. so anyway, <laughs> I done the door. I think it was about 150 people turned up, and it yeah. got acid house party. And, and this is got, what, what, what year was this again, mate? This is '88. '88. Uh, yeah, so this is the like the very beginning,
0: from like, yeah. where the house and block parties were evolving into. Well,
1: it, it, we come from like the Sharon and Tracy clubs, sort yeah. of thing. Like it was like, like this is this new thing, so. Uh, this first party happened, I was on the door and that, there was a strobe light, a bit of sound system, a bit of smoke, and yeah. 150 people like, turned up, and uh, that's how I first got introduced to this, and I thought, you know what, this is quite good, this is, yeah. you know. So uh, that first party went down, and that, I mean, Amnesia House, it wasn't called Amnesia House, no, then, it, wasn't. it wasn't just an acid. the flyer was a little piece of paper with a man on it, dancing, yeah. you know, come to this party, yeah. and that's what it was like, uh, and then after that, I got involved in the second party because uh, my brother-in-law, Stuart Reid, who used to own the Eclipse, he had a fellow with a mansion, uh, and in the back garden of this mansion, we were going to set up a little stage. And this is
0: the mansion party that's in one of the documentaries you've, yeah, you've done years yeah, ago, it
1: isn't it? Yeah, it was in Felling Drayton, in fact. Yep so i got involved in that i told bam bam and that uh, my brother had gone to spain at this time and that so i said to bam look we've got this this garden in this mansion mm-hmm. so we uh, done the second party there you know it was illegal but well, it were not illegal no one knew you know it wasn't illegal. Yeah. So yeah. it was a private party no one knew where the party was going to be so uh you know we had convoys of cars meeting points mm-hmm. all around anyway we brought the convoys in set up in the, it was the summer's the summer's uh, evening, beautiful weather and uh, perfect for a party perfect for a party, good vibe good vibe, and th- that was the second party we'd done at Fanny Drayton and uh, I'll never forget this uh, night, during the party, yeah. there was two police women there, mm-hmm. yeah, who were just on a night out uh, anyway, they they were just on a night out, but some of the lads there like, said like, it was old basically, yeah, yeah, uh, and they were just on a night out anyway, I wouldn't let these two Police officers leave because so I thought they were going to tip off their colleagues. Tip off the old building. they just on a night bill. out. Now it's actually mentioned in a friend's book. This this scene. It's uh, by Jeff Thompson. Uh, right. Yeah, watched, I'm familiar what, with Jeff Thompson. my back. Yeah. And he described me down to a tee. Very notorious you know, man uh, in, in yeah, Coventry back in the day. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Later. And uh, so anyway. Like this raid went on, uh, I sort of started on the mic then, like because there was police officers in the fields, yeah, cameras taking photographs right. and I was on the microphone, going, security to the fields there's people police anyway, we done this party anyway, and it went down successful, sort of and uh, that 's where it sort of progressed from there, like you know this was the illegal side of things, and uh, that was the second party, and then we got a, a barn in Coventry, yeah. Where we, I think it was house three or something like that house two or three so we'd done this barn party and that got bigger again there was 300 people come to that and then we' done house four in the barn again and it just progressed from there right you know but we were doing a legal party yep. And uh, they weren't legal, the, the authorities didn't know actually what was going on in them days. Well,
0: the, the police were a little bit, uh, let's say they, they didn't have the technology they have these days, did they? They didn't have the, the upfront knowledge. No,
1: but what is, they didn't actually know what the hell was going on with these acid parties. Yep. You know, we were just doing these parties. Oh, out the blue. We weren't, we weren't hurting anybody. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, it started growing, like, you know, like, more people were into it. Obviously, this, uh, these tablets come out, ecstasy tablets. Uh, I don't know and, what you're talking about, mate. Well, yeah, so people started taking these Etsy tablets <laughs> and then everybody like that uh, Everybody that hated each other started to like each yeah. other. You know, instead of, you know what, I used to hate you, but you know what, you're not that bad, you ain't. Know? Mm-hmm. You know, you used to shake hands at him and say, you know, you'll yeah. sound you. Yeah. Like, yeah. So <laughs> we've done this, uh, anyway, there was another rave we were doing, I think it was the fourth party, and we'd advertised this fourth party, me and Bam Bam, and uh, on the day of this rave, we actually didn't have a venue. You know, we told everybody we did have a venue. So what what the fuck are we gonna do, Like We haven't got a venue. So me and Bama driving around in, in his car and that. Last minute looking for last page. minute looking <laughs> for a venue. Anyway, we clocked this warehouse at the um where was it, Raw? The uh Newwitch Industrial, New Industrial Estate. We're driving past clocked this warehouse. The back door was open on the warehouse. We've got yeah. it, it's an empty shell of a warehouse, it's perfect. So anyway, we, we got in, we we changed the locks on the warehouse. We got um we got a bank contract made up made yep. out that no, we'd been rented that yep. warehouse off the owners of the warehouse. We had a front man called Simon Rain who who run the gate crashing, gate crashing plan. It, yeah. He wasn't doing that then, but he was our front man. Uh we, so that's way, we had way before the gate times? Way silence. before, yeah. Uh, I think we had DJ Sasha then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had Man Paris DJ, yeah, yeah.
0: I think Jeff, Jeff started out as a, as a DJ. DJ he, Jeff, believe. Jeff yeah. was
1: one of the first DJs. He, sp- he still spins a bit now as well. He still, yeah, yeah. He, he was, Jeff used to do a bit in a club in Coventry called uh, the, the uh, Shades, was it Reflections? And then he went progress from there. I mean, Jeff, you know, was more of a DJ than yeah. MC. In no, than he days. was, yeah. Uh, anyway, we did this party, the police turned up, Simon Rain went outside with the contract. We'd been rented this uh, venue for the night off the owners. Mm-hmm. Of the police said, okay, everything's cushy. They shot off. We did a great rave, you know. Uh, we even, like, cleaned up in the morning. We swept the warehouse up and left it as it was. That's respectful. And that was the next one we pulled off. Like, you know, then. You know we've done it and it was like you know this is uh well,
0: yes, i think what you did there with that party and the way that you approached it with going in and doing the contract i think yeah. I, I, from that from, from what i can gather a lot of other promoters yeah they, they, they saw what you did and kind of followed your suit so yeah. you kind of you kind of set that we, whole basis on that whole format of as a way of getting around it that's legally right. or yeah. temporarily legally getting around it I think that was kind of something you, you yeah. spawned with, with what you did with that party I mean
1: what it is, is it not, I mean we basically like created the Midlands racing. Mm-hmm. we were the first people in the Midlands to start this off and then we started doing the illegal ones and you know we've done a good few illegal ones and then When the illegal one's finished, what it is, we we were building up to a big one on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, an illegal one. Anyway, on the morning of this big event, my door got knocked by the police and they served me with a writ that like if I held any parties illegal like parties in Coventry, you'll yep. be fined ten thousand pounds, you'll get six months in prison. Sounds sounds uh, like yeah. sounds like
0: COVID at the moment, yeah. Oh, I Never mean, yes. like, <laughs> allowed to do this. Yeah. You know, don't be a naughty boy. Otherwise you're gonna get a take yes. right. so
1: out. Well okay then, so I took the writ off and we weren't doing the party in Coventry, we were actually doing it in rugby. So right. that writ wouldn't have worked anyway against me. So we had this massive warehouse in rugby and it was size for 10,000 people yep. so anyway on that day on central television the news they were promoting the event for us telling people do not turn up to this event yeah Look, which is great promotion yeah. for us thank you very of much so anyway people were coming from all over the country no publicity is bad publicity yeah. people were we coming say. from all over we're going to have 10,000 people at this party Anyway, the police had plotted up on every exit out of Coventry, wanting to know where this party was. They were watching everything. Anyway, the sound system, the people that were doing our sound system were we'll Crusader the Sounds. They hmm. were a, a load of black lads that had a sound system. Re- like, reggae sound yeah, system. Yeah, reggae town, sense, yeah. They were a good sound system. And they got, actually got followed. The, 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 the van got clocked leaving the city of Coventry. They got followed to rugby. And we got it all set up and that, but then the police moved in. Yeah, As last, the people were come in, and there was a big riot and stuff like that, and um, it, it, the party didn't go on. There was ten thousand people coming, like so. We got we got rained, we got burst. I got away from it, but like. I didn't get nicked, thank God, like you know. Uh, so that, that was basically the end of yeah. our illegal uh, thing, like because what happened then was the police had had enough of this, like you know, because they couldn't cope. They you know they said it was cat and mouse with the police. So the, the, the top copper, I can't remember his name, he approached Mickey and said, "Look, this is unsafe. Yeah, you're doing it in unsafe venues. Like, you know, we've got a venue here. It was at the Sky Blue Connection, yeah. uh, where Coventry City. Called, Trains, that's that's City. That, and they said look, you can have this. Yeah, and it's legal, but you have to make it uh, into a, a private members club. Right. So everybody that come to our rave had to become a member. Yeah." So we had a pub in Coventry called the Bantam, right? Where like we advertised the event, but you can't just turn them up at the event. Like you have to go and join as a member. Gone with a membership So they card. came to the Bantam, bought a ticket, joined the membership. We had all their names, addresses. They showed their membership card, and we let them in. We did four or five events up at that. And we were the first L- legal. A lot of people
0: talk about the Sky Blue Connection. It's it's kind of it's legendary. Yeah, it's um it's mean, something something I see in here pop up all the time, or randomly come up on Facebook, and you'll just see Sky Blue Connection or, or YouTube clips, and it, it is well,
1: something that is. Well, we had the Sky Blue Connection then, like then we started bringing in the bigger DJs, like we had Frankie Bones, like, yeah. in Brooklyn, New York, yeah. Now he was a big naming. He was the creator of the rage in, in New York yeah. back in the day. And I'll never forget, like, when he first came on to his first set, the music got brought down. He said, "Hey man, my name's Frankie Bones, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> and it's been one year to the date since, since I took my first one, if you know what I mean. And that is a legendary tape, like, you know, like Frankie Bones. And then we also had Derek May on there. As yeah, well. That's one Derek of the most May. legendary tapes from this scene, yeah. and it's still out there now, like you know." And then we started bringing the lots of Top Buzz. We introduced yeah. Top Buzz to the Midlands. You're good that. friends with Jason well, and Pat. Well, Jason aren't you? and Pat, I met them in uh, uh, in London in Rage. Yep. And uh, we were down there promoting the Sky. A bit Beach of a story behind that as well. A bit though, of no? a story. Uh, <laughs> what it was, a few of my mates, they wanted a little fella. Yeah. And I went up to this little cockney geezer, Jason, or oh, mate, how you doing he's Oh, I get the oh, how's it going, like, where are you from? <laughs> like and I said, I'm from Coventry, like, you know. And he got a couple of little biscuits off him to give to a couple of me mates. I think I might have had a little I don't know, like, you know, he's going, Fucking hell right, like, we're top buzz, mate, they call us top buzz. I said, yeah. Oh, yeah? I said, Yeah, we're DJs. I says, Oh well I'm a promoter from Coventry And he was going, Oh, fucking hell right, you know, we'll come down and play for you. So what it was they invited us where they were playing at the Historia of England. Yep, so right, I went the there for a end. night out. We got VIP treatment off Toppers. Anyway, I watched these Toppers, two blacks and the bubble, the MC, the two DJs, and they were banging. Bang. So I said, listen, why don't you come down, Coventry? So we put Toppers on our, our flyer for the Sky Blue Connection. Um, anyway, these Toppers, they curled up like, like, you know, a few boys full 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 with them from London and all crew. that. Cockney yeah. crew, come down. Anyway, they got up. Well, Anyway, they went down an absolute storm. And like. anyway, everybody was saying, when are you going to get Toppers on again? Get them back up and that. Anyway, we started having them regular. Some of their sets are iconic yeah. like, from from the Sky Blue Connection. And it was just, you know, some, it was just another level. We moved up another level from doing the Elite. So when we went into the legal ones, then we started to book big name yeah. DJs from, obviously because London was happening, like with all the energy down there. and. Biology, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, rain dance, know, rain dance, sunrise, and like the cut, like, like, we started bringing down like Groove Rider. That, yeah. you know, we introduced Groove Rider and Fabio to the Midlands. That's right, like, we got your Carl Coxes. You, your,
0: your, your sort of side of it, you you were quite on the darker side of the hardcore, weren't you? You, you, you were underground. yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but like, ratty, ratty, we kept tango. saying,
1: like, we're, we're gonna stay underground, mm. you know, and you know, the lots of Groove, I mean, Groove Rider, that. My mates to this day, like, yeah. you know, like you know, I can phone him up, all right, groove, how you doing? Jason K, yeah, I mean, Carl Cox, like, yeah, you know, look how big he is now. But I'll tell you a story of Carl Cox, he did me a favor years ago. He came, I don't know if you well, you probably were not with Fantasia then. He came from four, a 15,000 Fantasia rave on New Year's Eve to a pub in Coventry called the General Wall. Was that from Little Cote, Was it, was uh, it was I don't, don't know Cote. which one it was from. Anyway, I had a little boozer for 200 people called the General Wolf, and I had Carl Cox come and play for me with 200 mates on New Year's no. Eve. I think I will give him about 500 quid. Not many people, say Not
0: that, many is there? people can Not say that. Not many people that, can and say that. That's a true that.
1: story, you know. Like so, them DJs, you know, some of them are superstars, like you know, yeah. but. but
0: I think majority of them are very humble though. Pat and you? Jason, good friends of mine as well. Yeah. I, I speak to them regularly. Very, very humble. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I think a lot of them. Are, that's the great thing about the scene is a lot of the artists have remained very humble. They, yeah. they haven't listen. got above themselves. No, no. I
1: mean, you know, I, I Groove Rider. Yeah, you know, I've done a thirty-year celebration and that, and I phoned him what Right, Groove, it's Nev, like, You know, I said, listen, I'm doing a, a thirty-year celebration and raving that light. Like. Yes, never like. I'm up for it in that light. Like. And he says. Well, speak to my agent and I said, I'm looking for mates rates, yeah. you know, as you do, you know. As we do, yeah. yeah never, so anyway, never done that said, myself, speak mate. to my yeah. agent and <laughs> tell him, like, so anyway, I phoned his agent. Yeah, I don't, it weren't Groove Connect, it weren't Sarah, it was a newer yeah. agent. Anyway, I said, right, I just spoke to Groove Rider, I want to book him in that night. He said, yeah, sound and that. And he says, uh, right, this is the price. I said, well, Groove said I can have mates rates. And he said, what do you mean mates rates? I said, speak to Groove Rider. Yeah. So he's gone back to Groove Rider and I phoned him back up and I've got mates rates. You know, like. And Groove has sent me a message during this pandemic, like, I put a picture off of me and Mickey Liners, God rest his soul, I miss Mickey a lot. Unfortunately,
0: I never got to
1: meet Mickey, unfortunately, yeah, mate. But he was a character. Yeah, I've heard some stories. Me and Bam miss him terribly, like, Bam, you know, it's Bam's brother and that, but he was a lot brother to me also, yeah. you know, and uh, so... It, you know, we, we miss Mickey a hell of a lot, you know, like, he was a big dent. Like very very good,
0: him. I never got to meet. Yeah. He was one of the, one of the very few promoters that I, I never yeah. got to meet. and I,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that quite sad. But Mickey but... was a legend in the game. He was eccentric, different. Yeah, this, this is what I'm told, and complete character. It, and it was Mickey's idea to get married, like, on the, you know, when we've done that book yeah, of, the book of love. love. I mean, we worked up, like you say, we've done the Sky Blue Connections, and then like, uh, we moved out of Scotland because so then we went to the Eclipse. Yep, which, that's right. Which, which was the first legal... That was then. They were legal. That was, was it the first legal we of the night? The legal, the night. night. Yeah. We didn't the first legal parties, but then they become the first legal... All night, night venue. All night yes, venue. That's right. It was. You know what I mean? It was. And uh, we started doing events in there uh which were quite successful not like, but the the owner there, buzz Baz, god rest his son he's mm-hmm. not here no more he he wouldn't let mickey and bum into the place because there's a bit of a fallout so i was in running the amnesia raids while well, they were sitting at home yeah they weren't allowed in and i used to get the mic and so there's two people ain't allowed in here tonight and buzz edwards used to say nev's on one upstairs <laughs> yeah bum and mickey not allowed in and stuff like that You Did know? Ever get in? Huh? Did they ever get in? I said they got in the the night, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, we did. You know, the, so we went from the illegals to the sky blue. Connect. Uh, how long
0: were you at the eclipse for?
1: The eclipse, was what, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, we done the eclipse. I mean, we we were filling the place. Yeah. No. We were, the, you know, turning people. That was a mad venue as well, wasn't it? It's one of the best. Nuts venue. One of the nuts venues. Like people came. For. I mean, on a Friday night they'd have Sasha night. That's right. The house Sasha built up a big thing. And then we'd do like one-off events monthly yeah. there, you know. Uh, and then there, the Clips were doing New Age events. Oh, they all sorts. I mean, the Eclipse was a legendary yeah. club. It was one of the. It was best there as well, wasn't it? Fantastic. There was all sorts yeah. of Jungle Fever, yeah. you know. Uh, but that was a legendary club back in the day, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we just progressed, mate. Like, listen, we were just a bunch of lads, yeah. Right. ex football early because come from a rough areas in Coventry. And we were just in the right place at the right were time. You Bell Green? Bell Green would the, the, the famous you know? Bell Green boys as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and it, you know, all our lads are good lads, all ex yeah. football because, yeah. you know, I had all my mates working security. Yeah. You know, it was my firm, like, we were like, right, lads, look after the car park, look after the doors, you know. So, well, it I mean, was. A, that's the
0: way it was back in the day. I mean, there was no door, there was no badging you know. for the doors. It was, it was, no. it was like you say, lads like yourself that were doing a bit of. A yeah. Little hooliganism that was out a little bit round in running the doors, but listen, doing then, it the proper. football hooliganism
1: stopped. We got to know the main boys from Leicester, the baby squad, my mate yeah. Simon Harris, he was one of their top boys, and Erstey and all that. I knew all the top boys from Birmingham, Barrington, yeah, and and Walton, who used to run Starlight and stuff yeah. like that. We all became mates. Shelley's was a big part of like, and I was having good times up Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> Stoke on Trent was a massive part of Abnesia House. Yeah. When we got invited, Mickey got invited. Look, we've been offered this club, Shelley. It
0: does have some involvement with inviting you up there. I think that's
1: and Mickey. Now. I think that's and Mickey met first. Yeah, us, I think yeah. That, that. And I think it was on a Sasha night. Yeah. That was filmed out, and Mickey. Well, that was the, that was the Friday, I think. the Friday. I think
0: does. I think. From speaking to Daz, what Daz said is he yeah. spoke to Mickey and yeah. sort of said, "Look, why don't you come and do amnesia, yeah, amnesia on the there. Saturday night?" Which, so, which then,
1: was, yeah, so elevated. And that's how we ended up in Stoke. And uh, so I think we advertised the first night in Stoke on train. I can't remember. I know Daz was playing, but I can't I don't, remember. You
0: advertised it much after. you? No, we, we, kind of... we
1: never put a flyer out after that. Ah. But no one knew who was playing from week to week yeah. unless I told them on the mic. And then Shelley's. Well, that's also, if you can remember, obviously. I can remember, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Shelley's just grew. Yeah. You know, I used turn up outside there at nine o'clock at night. The queue was. That was an, it was an institution in Rave, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. But the acts we put on in Shelley's was... we had the Carl Coxes, the Groove Rod's, the Enjoys. There was one night we were doing the Academy in Manchester with the Prodigy, yeah? and then we, we were all on the session with the prodigy in the yeah. hotel after in manchester and we were doing Shelleys the next night and the prodigy said listen we'll come and play for you in Shelley's tomorrow like on, on the house yeah, for nothing yeah i said you know look we're, we're about yeah we'll do it so, Shelley's, Saturday night, no one knew the Prodigy was going to go on, <laughs> and
0: we had the Prodigy. And they, and they turned into one of the biggest,
1: biggest. I, you, I, wonder, I, can't, yeah, I wouldn't even
0: describe it as a rave band, because the yeah. Prodigy appealed to, to rockers, ravers, just, just, just general pop crowd, does not matter who you were, everybody loved the fucking Prodigy. You, mm, listen. you couldn't not love the
1: Prodigy. they were not no comments as well. Do you know what I mean? Mickey, Mickey had a good relationship with the prodigy. Mickey did It was more Mickey died with them, but Mickey got them to come from Manchester uh, on a Friday yeah. to come to Shelley's as a little Brucey bonus. The next day, and the people in Shelley's couldn't believe.
0: So that was a Brucey bonus and a half. That was sort of like a Brucey a, bonus. One, that's a once in a, in a once in a millennium <laughs> Brucey bonus, well, that's what
1: mate. I mean. You know, like so. Things like that, you know. I mean, Mickey had the prodigy at the Book of Law for a Phenomenal. You know, we yeah. had Carl Groove Rider was the best man. Yeah, that's I, right. That's I don't right. Know if you, uh, there was a few I, different DJs and they listen, had different had parts of the I'll never forget it. It was one of the best events in the history of the rave scene. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. No one done a wedding yeah. like that. You only
0: need to look at the, the
1: video footage.
0: I, I wasn't yeah. there, unfortunately. Yeah. I've just missed out on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but the footage from it, just to look at Amazing. it. Amazing. Phenomenal. Well, absolutely I'm on, phenomenal. on the mic
1: yeah right and then uh, when introducing Mickey and I was like so many years ago Mickey Linus had a dream he wanted to get married in front of 15,000 people and I was like what do you think about that and then and the crowd were going absolutely mental yeah and then I said and we've got someone else here and we've got the vicar I think his name was Trevor I introduced the vicar then the vicar's come on with the bible <laughs> and all that <laughs> <laughs> so, on, the vicar going <laughs> and then uh, then uh, groove rider he had Tereen, the wife yeah. he was the best man he he walked around onto the stage you know and like then we got the nuptials like you know like you know do you yeah. take this like in front of like this is madness like you know it, it, whistles <laughs> and nothing and whistles all over everywhere when they got married yeah and like the whole crowd, like Mickey put the chair, I can't remember what the chair was now, but it was man, I, he jumped down on the front of the crowd and he's passing bottles of champagne to the crowd. And I jumped down with him and I, me and him were together, my partner and stuff like that. And it was just a moment that I'll never forget. Yeah. You know, that, like, it, it how how could you possibly forget something like, like that mate? Right? It was just amazing. Like, yeah. you, know, like, you know, the world's first house wedding. He was actually on telly, of, what was that programme? Uh, he was on ITV t- first, you know, people were, were, yeah. you know people want to get married in weird places. And Mickey was off here. He so, said, Well I'm gonna get married at a rave in front of fifteen thousand people. And it did. It happens.
0: So one well, of those where most people thought, oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, and people were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Mickey said it and fucking yeah. done
1: it. it. It was amazing. Yeah. Prodigy, Carl Cox, Groove Roller, Top Burns, Mickey Finn, all the big all the big acts there. Um, All the PAs there. So, for anybody
0: that doesn't know of the Book of Love, do a little bit of research. Go I online, go on YouTube, Google it, look at some of the videos, look at the fly, look at the lineup because honestly, um, it was something else. Something so else. Go on, research it, have a little look. Um, yeah, this show is called The History of Hardcore because so we want you to know yes. the history, the facts behind it, um, how the scene that you have now is even still fucking here because. Yeah. i can tell you now without you know promoters like nev um, and many others and many other artists that would be fuck all there today yeah, yeah. so i mean like- so like that was say,
1: routes. some of them artists, like you know, they were starting at the beginning, and you know, the
0: big artists. Yeah, they weren't
1: big names I to start say, with, were they? They. You know, they all. But we we grew we booked a lot of them all the time, and they become big Like they're from London, you know, no one really knew a lot about them from them. We brought them. To them were, there the
0: was quite a big separation in in the in sort of northern yeah London's and southern scene, yeah.
1: but you, you did. You also brought quite a
0: lot down, like Stu Allen. You were bringing yeah. down from yeah. from, 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 Manchester from the Manchester north, yeah, and Nipper, from the north. Stu Allen, Piccadilly Radio, yeah. Is it one o one? one o three. three yeah, well, was a
1: big thing up there, and we were, I mean, Sunday Sunday night it was the
0: hardcore hour, wasn't That's it? That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but also, like, what it is—the rave scene. What it is, yeah. It, it was unity. Yeah. It brought people together. Yeah. The yeah. music. Yeah. That's what it was about. There was no mate. violence when it when it. There was, there was no violence. Everybody was happy. There was no, like, you know, vibes, where, oh, you're from another area. Yeah. There was none of that. I mean, you wanted like, want
0: just know where somebody was from, you don't care where they were from, you wanted to know,
1: because it was a way of
0: breaking a conversation. You got
1: to know people from other cities, and this and that, and you actually became friends with them yeah. people. I good. mean, some of these people, you know, they were just ravers, but they used to go, come to me, and like, Neville, thanks for everything, thanks for the like, the best times of mm. my life, you know, which was good, it brought people together, you know, the music, I and mean, hopefully, it, after this covid it can bring people together again Mm. so i think that's what people need they want to dance and let themselves go yeah stuff like that you know so it's like it's to say now i think from the connections
0: like yourself I've made ravers out there. Made. I yeah. still. I think most ravers who were involved in the scene for a period of time. Yeah. They still go to nearly every city in the country. And, yeah. and it's like we. we, we there's somebody yeah. there. We can, we can go and call. Hey, out And
1: you go I mean, and have a catch up. You know. I mean, Twenty-five, thirty I mean, years later. Thirty years later, the scene's still there. It's a bit different now. It's a new generation, obviously. New generation. F- I mean, different. my kids say, "Dad, leave it now." I said, "No, it's only just beginning." I'll do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad, just leave it. Said, that's in no, the blood, no, mate. No, that's in no. the blood. Why should I leave it? <laughs> Because my kids came to my 30 year celebration and rave, yeah? And you know what? what they, they, had, they had one of the best nights of their ever. lives. Yeah, I they did. So, but my daughter, Demi, she's like saying, Dad, you know, you need to do some of the new stuff for, for the new generation. And I'm thinking, yeah. but you know, I do listen to them. Like, at the end of the day, the old school's still a big thing, like, you know, but. You maybe have to move with the times a little okay. bit, you know, because there's a new generation. If I'm going to continue in promoting, yeah. I do want to do a little bit of the new. If I was going to do an I, event, think, I think you,
0: you have to. Know you got to you've, in, got got, it,
1: you've got to encompass. Not you're not going going to get a big enough, times. If you're doing a larger event, you're not
0: going to get a big enough no. crowd from the old generation. You've got to. You've got to try and get some sort of.
1: Happy some sort, meaning. yeah, some sort of happy medium. Maybe put us all ones in the back room now. Yeah, I'm yeah. Put something on for the yeah. new Fini- generation. Yeah, finish it at about twelve
0: thirty. Get some <laughs> frames on the way yeah, we'll in. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we'll get home. back
0: to the bass. Yes, mate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, the,
1: I mean, the scene, the drum and bass scene, it's massive. Yeah.
0: yeah? totally. You
1: know, I mean,
0: I'll, I'll, the ju- Jungle again, sort of kicked. It's slightly different now. Yeah. With the new Jungle, but Jungle's yeah. kicked off the last four Kicking or five years. Again. Again. I
1: mean, up near your house, did get into the Jungle a mm-hmm. little bit. Like I say it was always the, the darker hardcore. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it 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 got a little bit moody at times. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, a few bad boys turning up, yeah. sort taxing people. It, you know, yeah.
0: You we know, had that pretty much across the sometimes, country.
1: Sometimes, I mean, it, it was a good scene, but then there was a bad element with it yeah. at times as well, because a few bad boys from other cities. So, you know, that's when it changed a little bit. Yeah. In the scene, like you know, when you got into the ninety three, ninety four. You know, it started changing a little bit. It
0: know? split It split a lot, well, didn't it, from yeah, sort of 93. You,
1: you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you like from you your sashes you, and all that going yes. that way,
0: and then... The, noise, your, jung- your jungle yeah. drum and bass, your happy hardcore sort of yeah. fracture, and then your techno... Yeah, it weren't all together at yes. one it. it started it, it, it to same, same split, bandage, didn't it, fraction. It
1: started to split a lot.
0: Yeah. And that, that, I think yeah. with that, that that fraction, the crowd, and sort yeah. of decimated the crowds down yeah. into
1: into smaller parties. It did, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Weird how it went, well, that's yeah. that sort of time. It, I mean, it sort the, of went. the thing was, I mean, like, you know, got out of it, you know, it took over my life, this rave scene. It does. I, I had a record shop banging tunes with Luke, we yeah. had a rec- we had banging tunes label, we had this, you know, I was involved fully in it, like, you know. I mean. When you're in it, you can't, it's 24 hours, it it's,
0: you can't it, get it out of you. You know, um, you're waking well, up in the middle of the night no, with, no. with ideas popping in your head, you I get mean, up in the morning trying to put them into action. I mean,
1: I've easily sort of got put to bed a little bit for a good few years, and then I started up a thing called New Generation UK Promotion, started doing things like that. I started a night called Kushti, mm-hmm. like, it was a house that. music night, uh, mixing the old with the new, yep. uh, with my brother Fred and uh, Luke, DJ Luke. Mm-hmm. So we were still doing other things and stuff, and I think. You know, my kids say, oh, I'll leave it now, Dad. but I think with my knowledge, I could still put an event on which incorporate my, my daughter, who, who's quite into the dance scene. She, yeah. you know, I'd listen quite to she's her. Quite into the new sort of house stuff, is it? Yeah, is she's into, yeah, she's saying, Dad, she told me a few things, Dad, you need to do... Help, I'd help her do it. Yeah. I'll be behind her because mm-hmm. she's she, she's clued up, you know. So she said, "Dad, like you know, let's do this," and which I think I might look at doing something for the new generation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, why not? Yeah, and maybe the thing is, I might do another amnesia house thing, like you know, like everyone. I created the 30 year celebration and rave yeah. and it was like going back in time, yeah. the vibe. But then we also had the new generation of kids there. Kids were yeah. there with their mums yeah. and dads. That, that, that's that's, and that's they, the funny thing though, isn't it? You're getting, you, get, you know, the,
0: the kids are now old enough They're yeah. come out with the parents.
1: Kids were there with the mums and dads and them kids said they'd the best night of their lives. You know, yeah. at, at an old school rave. So, you it know. It shows know. the music's timeless, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, like you say, when a good old tune Old school tune and drops and that. You can't not move Kids to it. Kids love it as yeah, well. You right? can't not move to it, can well, you? you Dancing to that, we didn't like yeah. old school. You can't, <laughs> not, you can't not move to it though, ah, can you? Right. It picks you
0: up and it yeah. it, it elevates you and moves you. So, yeah, yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit about you know, some more about your resident DJs? Because you had you had like Luke, Neil, Tricks, yeah. um, Dobbo. Uh, Cole Williams, Distortion um, yeah. crew, tolls and the rest Stortion, of them. Tonson.
1: Well, yeah, like you say, um, like Dot Scott for instance, yeah. Doc he, Scott. he was a young I'm lad not mentioned legend still still is huge. I mean, during this pandemic he's done a lot of live streams, he's he's yeah. made a lot of money for charity. Like, you know, obviously he struggled through it. he's still got his bills to pay and stuff like that, but he was always donated like, through his live streams to charities, people with mental health, stuff like that. I mean Dot Scott was a young lad. And we gave him the opportunity to play up House and, you know, he just, you know, he went through the different, I think what changed his, uh, when he really got into, when he heard the Derek May sets, he's mm. only spoke about that. And Scott, look at him now, he's an international drum and bass DJ. Is, is he
0: still yeah he's, yeah, he's
1: involved with all them and Goldie and he's, he's That's done a, right. I think he's just done a podcast with Goldie and that. And then obviously Neil Tricks, like, he, you know, he was a part of the Banging Tunes yep, label. Yeah, that's right. Him and, him and Luke, yeah. Uh, Neil was, like, making the music mm-hmm. through the Banging Tunes label. Him and Luke were sorting that out. And Neil's was a great, like, producer of music as well as a great DJ. Carl Williams has always been our resident. God, like, God, I've got one little story about Carl.
0: Yeah. Um, I booked him to play, well, we booked him to play at one of our uh, Illusion events. Okay. This is at Keele University back in... I think it was two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we booked him for the Shelley's reunion room, um, oh, right. and he would come on. And um, I think he'd uh, he met uh, met Gary on the way up there. Okay. If, if you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, and, and, and He got on the uh, <laughs> he, yeah. He got on the decks. and Carl's up there, and he's bumps, queued his records up, played it in, He's five minutes into the set. Got his yeah. headphones on. Bang, switched it over. Everyone stood there in the club like. Looking at him, and he's still playing away. Yeah. Headphones on, yeah. they've cut the record off, there's no music playing. He stood oh. there, popping away with his headphones on, with yeah. one of the decks completely cut off. Oh, Everyone's geez. like, What the fuck's going on? Eventually, yeah. he sort of popped one earphone off, and he was like, oh, uh, well,
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carl, he, Carl's been our resident since day dot. I mean, and he plays great dance music. He Carl. does make I mean, it. All the, all he's the women love his music, all the music, uh, the women loves his music, play good dance Quite psychopath. soulful as well, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a very good DJ. Obviously, distortion have been like with yeah. us, like Taz and Rob, Taz lovely, lovely I mean, guys as well. Taz is, to Tos Tos is Rob. The, Our main designer of our flyers and our yeah. t-shirts. He's done a lot of work for Amnesia House, maximum respect to them lads. You know, lovely uh, guys as well. Yeah, Dobbo. A lot, a lot, I mean, Dobbo. was one of our first early DJs, and that sort of Dobbo dropped out of it. Like I think never you met Dobbo. Never met Dobbo. Yeah, to be Dobbo went yeah. Uh, off to India, and you know, do- you know. But Dobbo was one of the first original yeah. Amnesia oh, yeah. House DJs. Very good DJ back in the day. You know, so all them lads, you know, yeah. we've all got, I'd all
0: say it's, got uh, lifetime friends, you know. It's, it's great talking about the big names, but I think yeah, it's, it's important know, we talk about those, those foundation DJs story. as well. I
1: mean, the amount of DJs, you know, obviously, like, you know, the amount of people that want to please. I mean, don't forget, when we used to do the Eclipse, we'd have the main DJs upstairs, but we'd yeah. have the middle floor, and we'd always give them up and coming DJs a yeah. chance. You know, they would they just want to play for nothing. Yeah. Please let me play and we would let people play, you know, like yeah, you can get on and play and stuff. DJ Dean from Coventry does a few live streams now. Dean, he played for Banging Tunes, he played for Abdis, you know, we give them all a chance, you know, because everybody wants to try and yeah, like get yeah. into the scene sort of thing. Course, so course, we course, looked course. after course. them people. A break, a Kit-Kat. A Kit-Kat. One eternity later. Right, okay,
0: um, back in the room after a little uh, Domino's break. <laughs> um, thought we needed to refuel ourselves we before sure. we carried on, didn't we? No. we sure did. Yeah? Alex. We, only have, we only have one small slice each.
1: That's it.
0: <laughs> Honestly. Right, okay, um, gonna crack on with it. A couple more questions for you, pal. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: now, loud and Nasty is your, your MC name. Yeah. Okay, Um, what made you become an MC?
1: Well, I didn't, nothing made me become an MC. uh, At some of the events, I just used to grab the mic and that, and uh, at the Sky Blue Connection, in fact, I grabbed the mic because uh, the exit doors were open. This is on one of the tapes, it's an iconic tape. I think it was, might have been on the Doc Scott table, mm. I was on the mic saying shut them fucking exit doors like and stuff like that to all the security yeah. and then I'll just have a little like, oh, make some fucking noise in the yeah. place and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's sort of how it happened, it didn't really mean to become an MC. So like, it's kind of like, an, a- an accidental... Accidental... Thing occurrence. Like, yeah. And uh, the name loud and nasty come out, it was my mate, uh, Eddie Ockey, and I, I said like, you know, well, you need a name there if you're going to be around. So I said, what it called? He said, call yourself loud and nasty. Because you loud and so nasty? I was loud, I was nasty, but I weren't really nasty, yeah. mate, like, yeah, so that's how it, how it happened. Kind of makes sense. Um, that's how it happened. My kids, like, embarrassed, me like, when I get on, you know, I got on the mic at the third year, like, they saying, Dad, come on, mate off the stage, right. you, you know, I mean, you know, are embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's oh, one yeah of them, that. it's in my DNA, that. you see. Yeah, of course, mate, of course. I mean, you know, I was on the mic, I don't profess to be a good MC, but I've done a lot more promotion on the mic for my other events. You were, you were more what I would call a host. You you, you said so introduced the you, DJs. The, the skill that
0: you had, yeah. that a lot of MCs had, a lot of MCs can sound amazing on a recording, yeah, and they have that, that, they have that yeah, great vocal, lyrical flow. But some of them can't manipulate and control the crowd. Yeah. They don't know how, they can't control yeah. the crowd. Yeah. You okay. had a skill where, yeah. you know, okay. Yeah. I say, you might not be in the best sounding MC, yeah. but you would get a crowd reaction. Yeah. When you were on that mic and you asked yeah. for noise, people yeah, would make give some, you noise. Yeah, that's right. They would feed off you. You, yeah. you had crowd yeah, control, you noise. could interact with them.
1: Well, that, like you said, when a good tune dropped on that line, I used to go, make some fucking noise right, in the and Bring it all up and the crowd used to go crazy, or I used to go on a little bit sometimes too much, but I was enjoying myself. Everybody else was enjoying this house, you know, like, so I don't profess to be a professional MC or anything like that, because I'm not. I was never a professional MC. But you you would get a
0: reaction from the
1: crowd? I got a reaction from the crowd, you know, give us a shout out to the Liverpool posse, Manchester, have we got Stoke-on-Trent in the house? Have we got Manchester in the house?
0: we were having a discussion of the other week yeah. weren't we We were talking yeah. about a few of the different posses that you get in clubs you have like you know yeah. kinetic you have like yeah. the flashing posse from manchester yeah. or yeah. um we were talking about a posse that you met yeah. at Shelley's, now, weren't we I'll,
1: I'll never forget this posse i was at Shelley's, stoke on trent came off <laughs> at the dj it was just box, an amnesia, amnesia amnesia house at Shelley's. so i've uh, i've come out the uh, you know the dj box and all that i thought i would go to the toilet for a piss so anyway, I've got into the toilet. There's a load of these lads in there. That One were, of those half an hour
0: pieces. Yeah. Know, that you have in the
1: well, club. They, all these yeah. lads have got the tops yeah. off, they're all sitting there, they're sitting on the trough, like you know, buzzing. You know, all right, nasty, how you doing? I was like, all right, lads, how are you doing? And they're all off their nuts. So anyway, they said, "Nasty, could you do us a favour? I said, like, "What's that, lads? Can you give the toilet posse a shout out <laughs> on the mic?" And I said, I said, yeah, we're The Toilet Posse. I said, what? So you spend all night in here? And he says, yeah, we love it in here on Shelly's. So they're called The Toilet Posse. So I've gone back to the DJ box. True story. And a big shout out going out to The Toilet Posse in the place. Now they're all in the toilet, buzzing their tits off, because I've given The Toilet Posse a shout out. Know? True story, The Toilet Posse. So a big shout out to you, lads, if you're still sitting in the toilets. And if you're still out
0: there, the toilet posse watching this, man. I'll do another it.
1: event, I'll put you on the VIP list in the, toilet in the toilets.
0: Not a problem. Yeah, we can, supply, we can supply you with some um, spray, spray and uh, some yeah. other bits these days. There's a bit of work involved. Get my bit of aftershave in
1: that one. You've seen a few crazy people up these dudes with yeah. gummies and, uh, you know, and flying around the place like that. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you know, everybody's doing their own things, like, you know, people taking Vicks on their bodies, and sniffing poppers, Yeah, and there was a couple of women snogging on, you know, in the crowd and stuff, you know, a few mad things, I think, yeah. there, was a, I think there might have been a naked person through one of the raids one night or wasn't, something wasn't like me. that, you know. There was a tube crazy things at the raves, you know, yeah. like, but, you know, it was, it was a free for all, weren't it? Everybody, yeah, of course it was, mate. You know, yeah. Look at him, mate. It was probably a buzz for people saying, so Look at that over there. It's yeah. meant to. Yeah. They're all doing crazy things, like, you know, but everybody was together, all under one roof, doing their own thing and enjoying, enjoying what's Enjoy going yourselves. on. Enjoying themselves. The atmosphere, everything, the music. Yeah, that, that atmosphere to, to, to
0: regenerate is very, very difficult. Well,
1: listen, the atmosphere, I used to get on the mug and say, going out to the atmosphere, that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, because the people, yeah, the vibe, uh, the music, everybody was together, you know, like, and it, it, that atmosphere, you could feel that, you know, yeah. like. Well, you was know, that
0: feeling of unity, wasn't it? It was unity, everybody was together. Everybody was on yeah.
1: one roof, it was all about the music, you know. Uh, Shelleys was a great place for the atmosphere on a Saturday night, the, I used to walk in Shelleys at 9 o'clock, the place is packed and the atmosphere just hit you. I think
0: Stoke has always, I mean, from Shelleys, yeah. even after Entropy, yeah. um, Kinetic, it, yeah. it did always have a that, very special atmosphere in Stoke. I, don't I mean,
1: don't get me wrong, the Eclipse was, was good in its day in that light, you know, for atmosphere and events and stuff like that, but Shelleys... The, the, the atmosphere was different. Yeah. There? It, it was a different crowd. They come from Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds, Preston, Leeds. It, yeah. They come from Coventry as well, yeah, Birmingham, yeah, was, and yeah. all that. The atmosphere was second to none. Yeah, I, you I, know, I would agree with that. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll always remember that Chelly's got a good part of my
0: heart Again, I miss Shelley's you know, Is it for me? It was yeah. kinetic. It was kinetic. Yeah,
1: yeah, kinetic. Um, I went to them inventing kinetic as well. Like they were amazing. Like Stoke on Trent was was a rave mecca, really. Yeah, it, was. it was in the mid- was. between the North and us in the Midlands, and look, everybody used to look at, at it now. Yeah, Nothing.
0: we got we got hardly any clubs left here. There's hardly any bars left. There's very very little. It's, it's the same
1: as Coventry. Coventry, ghost town. You know, the special. Yeah, are, I mean. There's, there's, there's going to be two main clubs in Coventry left that, that's the Casbar and the, the new. Empire, a friend of mine opening up the new Empire. Like that's it, Phil Rooney, isn't it? Yeah, it's Phil yeah. Rooney, good friend of mine. And he's going to be doing live bands and stuff like that. He will do dance events in there with certain people and stuff. Yeah. There. But there ain't a lot left. No, there's not, you mate. It's like, a shame, really, for, for, the, for the, younger gen- the new generation. It's hard, it's hard to build a music scene without any
0: foundations to, to put him in. There's, if there's no venues, where, where do we it. go with, with yeah. glass to, to build? That's another question I was going to ask you. is was Where do you see the music scene... Evolving or how do you see it moving forward after this COVID I, pandemic?
1: I, I think it's it's going to be a bit of an explosion again. Like yep. Obviously, there's a lot of pro- promoters that probably haven't done anything for a while and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely want to do this. I mean, like, I think the, the new generation kids, got, like, they want to get out. Yeah. So that if you put the right thing on, you know, Put the right so, thing on the you think peak, it's just going to
0: peak for a while and then
1: possibly drop back and level out again? Yeah, you know, but I mean, don't forget, there's a lot of artists that have been out of work for a long yeah, time, so totally, you totally know, it's yeah. affected a lot of people in well, the, the whole, whole sector shut down. It's you know? clubs,
0: artists, yeah. venues, festival owners, everybody has on, been wiped out, out. like that. Like, yeah, know,
1: it's affected thousands yeah. and thousands of people in the scene, like you know, like that's their income and stuff. So, but I think, like it's going to be interesting to see what happens when uh, you're allowed to open up again and have you have you got to have a vaccine to get into a club I, 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 i'm I, a bit worried yeah. about that side
0: of it well, we're doing a, a legends reunion which yeah, yeah. is selling very 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 well uh, yeah. in october
1: now I think I, you've chose a good date there in October because it's given a, it a little bit, bit, bit of you extra. You haven't gone like uh, the twenty sixth of June. No, that's, that's, why, we've it, it, that's you, why we've done it, mate. That's why we've done it. It gives
0: us time to assess yeah. and see what's going to happen. If it can't be done freely, we will we'll move it to a more suitable date. Yeah. The way I think it will be by then, I, I sure, think. Hopefully,
1: everybody. I
0: think the vaccine will be out there. Yeah, I think yeah. I do think that most clubs. Theatres, festivals, I think, will be open and running, but I do think you will need to either have a vaccine passport, as they're going to call it, a card a to show test. you've been, or an on on-the-day COVID test to get in. And I think I think that will
1: for you a COVID we'll test outside the event. I think you can do you the, get,
0: the... get a
1: result in half an <laughs> yeah, hour. <laughs> half an
0: hour. We'll, we'll start that about 2 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah it's
1: not done. That. I mean, like you said, I mean, people have been asking me, um, you know, are you going to do another event that? At the moment, not really. Yeah, you know, I'd wait, like wait to think, see. I'd like, yeah, wait and see. You know, what's the point? I mean, I was thinking about doing something similar to yourself a bit later. I spoke to Phil mm-hmm. Rooney really from the uh, Empire, and that maybe I could advertise an event, but then you know I've got to book DJs and then so they're going to want deposits yeah mm-hmm. and then you know if it don't happen or you know you've got to try and get them deposit you know I don't know I mean I've been thinking about it but as yeah. it stands at the moment we're, we're just going to see what happens so what we've done
0: with our artists with books is we've, we've paid deposits on them yeah uh, but I've done it under the agreement that should the you know for any reason the event doesn't go on it due it to back. COVID that yeah well, well not we'll, we'll just we'll just carry it over and carry use it at the future yeah, date. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, the, the artists are being a great, they're working with us, so they obviously want things yeah, back up and running. And yeah, um, yeah. I think between promoters and artists, I think there's yeah. got to be a little bit of leeway and give and well, take to make it happen again, you know? Is, yeah,
1: because it's going to be like starting all again. Mate, it's, it's for, a, for a lot of organisations, it's like, actually it's, it might be going back to the very beginning. It'd bit be nice, no, wouldn't it? I nice, no, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: yeah, they, they could, they could cause a bit of a... A bit of a resurgence or, or an explosion or, yeah. again? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, I think so. I think people have realised freedom is a big thing, and yeah. you know, you want to go out and enjoy yourself. You want. Well, we've had, had that freedom
0: things. taken away from us for nearly a year now, mate. Yeah, yeah. And we've never, we've never experienced. We haven't, Something's like it's, it's, it's never happened in our lifetime. I mean, nah. It may not happen in somebody else's yeah, lifetime it, again. It's, it's
1: affected a lot of people, a lot of young people as well, with yeah. mental health and stuff yeah. like this. They've closed the gyms, the clubs. That, that obviously the has affected my, my sector yeah. as well. That's what I mean. Restaurants. I mean, you know, it's. I think. I think even the
0: closure of clubs has affected people's mental health. Yes, yeah. I now work in the gym sector yeah. and fitness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I own a gym, uh, yeah. which we haven't been able to use. Yeah. Obviously, the gym is massively important for mental health, but yeah. I also feel that. Music and yeah. for somebody who's into rave, that yeah. is their, outlet, their as outlet, as same as it is for somebody who's into fitness, is the made, gym. Well, they work all so week hard
1: and that, and they want to go out and they need enjoy to really themselves. Sh-
0: yeah, whether it's getting fit, going raving, for some people, going to the pub on a Friday afternoon, yeah. they've lost that completely, and yeah. and it has affected people. So I think mental yeah. health at the moment across the board a big thing. is a big thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, in all sectors. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So
1: hopefully we'll all yeah, home bounce back yeah anyway,
0: we will 100 yeah. percent
1: i'll have to pick my kids up from outside the clubs, because i ain't allowed to go clubs no more kids no. told me i've got Is that what mate? that's not fair i'm not having that mate i'm not having that
0: i'm not having that yeah. right um <laughs> okay we were talking before a little story weren't we um uh, about you um, an owner of the, oh. the eclipse club a little a little, oh, a little story.
1: Right, yeah, it was a little skirmish. Tell, tell us again, mate.
0: Cause, yeah,
1: it's, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's
0: a funny one. It's a good well, one. It's
1: quite, you know, it's a story from from you know the rave scene. I mean, what happened was I had a, a shop opposite the Eclipse. Yeah, uh, that's called, right. Called Banging Tunes. And uh, Baz, uh, who was one of the owners of the Eclipse, was Stuart Reid. Uh, uh, what it was, Baz was a feared man, you know. Bit of a an naughty boy. If you got caught dealing in his club, you were in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you'd get your hand on the table like that, you'd have a hammer, you better tell me who you yeah. are selling for. You know, he had yeah. strong arm tactics because yeah. he wanted to control, because there was a lot of drug dealers at that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm outside uh, banging tunes, and he's come out the club, this is in the afternoon, and he said, Nev, come here. So I thought, oh, what have I fucking done right wrong here, like, you know? <laughs> so anyway, we'll be moment, mate. he says, you better tell your fucking brother and your fucking mates to stop dealing in my club, yeah? I better tell them. So I fucking turned, and I said, you fucking tell them. I ain't telling them yeah I was a cheeky little fucker yeah I thought I, I ain't being told I don't care I know you're a tough fucking bloke and all that but god bless you, yeah. soul Baz you know no longer so with. in the end like I've gone back into my shop anyway 10 minutes later Baz has come running over the shop with a nine bar and it uh, was going to cave my head in and I had CS gas so I've gone come on then so obviously Baz Blatton, I was going to spray him with the uh, yeah. job I had the CS yeah. gas you had the reach <laughs> so that was that so anyway, then there was a few phone calls going on and all that, and Baz wanted to have the one-on-one with me, I'm fight. He says, right, tell that little fucker, we'll have a one-on-one, which, at the end of the day, it's better to have a one-on-one than get your head caved in by a metal bar. Yeah, totally,
0: mate. So, uh, so in uh, some cases, it's the only way it's ever going to
1: get, yeah, it's get, ever going
0: to get ended is well, by, and by going
1: and what? doing it. The right way to end something is man-to-man. No weapons, not like nothing. These, not like these kids not these days, like, t- like today with these knives and stabbing and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. there's a few of my mates, <laughs> like P. W. Fatty Smith. Uh, a few, only about seven of us and a few. Uh, a, so we've, I've got. So anyway, I was gonna, I wanted to fight him up in the park, so yeah. I could hit and run because I thought he was gonna bite my fucking ears off and everything. So anyway. <laughs> Was he, he, quite, he quite, didn't want to go to a park he said i'll tell you what i'll fight you in the eclipse on the main dance arena the rave club yeah it was like uh, going into the uh gladiators arena yeah, yeah. david and goliath here's this skinny little fucker about 10 and a half 11 stone against a 16 and a half 17 stone Big fella, big youth. So anyway, we've got in. I've got searched for any weapons and all that. He got searched. Everyone was up on the balcony, just me and him. That was it. And there was a ref referee as well. Bit like a traveller's sort of setup, you know. So anyway, here we are. I'm a bit of an ex-boxer. A good left jab and I started hitting him a few times, going, good shot, and it we weren't really infecting him. Was a big, big, big lump like yourself, like, you know? So anyway, so anyway, we had it for about 10 minutes, I was, I was winning on points, you know? He couldn't get near me, I was a bit faster than that, you know, you know bang, bang, bang. Anyway, in the end, we got into a bit of a clinch, yeah? yeah. So anyway, got hold of me, you know? He, he, he got hold of me in the end. Anyway, he's got me on the floor, and he's gone bang like that. I didn't have the strength to get him off, so he won the fight, because yeah. I said I've had enough, and I'm glad some of the ref was there really, because yeah. he probably could have topped it yeah. yeah. yeah, carried on going, you a bit, a bit, a so bit anyway, more damage. You know, he won the fight, but on points, and it went to a points decision, I might like, like, you know. Anyway, respect was gained, yeah, because yeah? he said to me, see you, you little fucker, fair play to you, you stood up to me. You come into the fucking club and fought me man to man. We shook hands like, like the way it should be done and that, that was it. And he, he respected me for that and I respected him for it as well. You know, like, and that was the, the end of that. And he, that, you, you the, guys was all right for we there were fine. on in. the fine. I seen him a few years later in a, in a boxing show, we were in the toilet. He said, Nev, do you want the return? I said, Basil, put a bit of weight on now.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah.
1: no, I respected the guy, yeah. He was a feared man. He had to run a club, yeah. And there's a lot of dealers in that oh, yeah. club so It was a could, bit different back in the he day couldn't He not it have like, a free for all. It's a bit different back then wasn't it? And, and he tried to, yeah, because like if you got caught in yeah, there, yeah, You yeah. weren't getting handed over to the yeah, police.
0: No, no, you were either out the back or in the back room getting worried in You were in trouble, yes.
1: big trouble yeah. And uh he was a man to be fair And I respect Baz, God rest his soul I know his family and his grandkids and stuff like that And the good thing is, like, it don't happen this day and age you have a fallout with someone now. They come back with a with a yeah, knife. We, and punch. We, were, we were
0: talking about this earlier. In my day, we,
1: mate? in my day, it was like right. You've got a problem with me. Let's yeah. go out into the car park. Let's have a punch. Let's, and let's shake it. hands and buy a pint after. That's the way it should be now. But it's not. No, you know, it's, it's not. It's a mate. shame. Yeah. So that was a good story from, from having the the fight in the the. You know the main dance arena in the eclipse. Oh, There's not many people that can say David
0: no, no, and boy, in An empty fucking venue. Empty
1: venue. Few lads up on the. Oh, I don't think we had videos in them days. It would have no, been a no, great. great. It would have no, been a twice. great video. I don't think
0: like, we didn't have screens on mobile phones yeah. at that age. I don't think, mate.
1: Yeah. So there. Yeah, that was a. That
0: was a moment. Good. 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 Yeah. Definitely an interesting one, that mate. Um, yeah, commentary had have a reputation for, for, for a lot, yeah. lot of tough characters. Uh, yeah. and then we, we did talk about Jeff Thompson before. Yeah, you have on—he wrote his back, he Wrote What's his my book, back. my back. Yeah, yeah. And I was um,
1: mentioned in that. Uh, Jeff did for me at the uh, the event. I mentioned at Fenny Drayton in the yeah, in the that's right. And uh, about the police, two police officers and Jeff mentioned this, and these two police officers were very scared. Love. we wouldn't let them leave because mm-hmm. we thought they were going to tip off. They're, they were just on, the they yeah. were, they were on a night out. They were on an night out too. And fair play to Jeff, like the way he uh, wrote it was true. And in the end, Jeff got them out of there. Like, I got my taxi and stuff like that, you know. like It's, it's mentioned in his book, Watch My Back. If anybody wants to get that book, it's a really good book about yeah. an insight into Coventry about the violence before the rave scene started and the clubs and the pubs. And Jeff was a hard man. You know and he dealt with a lot of told pretty a
0: uh, pretty fair guy
1: fair guy but what was he, he like as a person listen a gentleman yeah jeff was a gentleman but if you crossed him you know you knew it he'd turn up outside your work on his own said you were a tough guy with all your gang yeah yeah let's see how tough you are now on your own yeah and he dealt with a few <laughs> characters in coventry like that and i also heard that he, he, always, came he, he out never lost a bar fight or, or he never, is, is that right as well? Well, there's not many Jeff had lost because he, he, he was a, you know, he was a tough martial yeah. arts expert. He That's taught, right, he was, yeah. he knew how to deal with situations. I mean, he, he's done seminars and everything all around the world and stuff like that and I've watched a lot of his videos, how, you know, if there's three or four people in front of you how to, yeah, deal, how to deal, with. deal with it and he's like, <laughs> and <laughs> he's like <laughs> I've boop. <laughs> like, I've watched a couple, of, watched that? Watched yeah, a couple I mean, of those I myself. I, yeah. only, I only bumped into Jeff the other day, you know, like, yeah, not, had, not too hard, I hope. I no, no, <laughs> you know, we were talking about yeah. a couple of it. I said, because yeah, I said, I've just got so someone sent me to watch my back. I've got, I have read the book and that, and then mm. I wanted it as a collector's item. And I actually got it off someone, and I bumped into it a few days after getting the book. I said, yeah. you get signed? Uh, <laughs> <I'm, I'm laughs> signed already. Perfect, perfect. Yeah.
0: Perfect. yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. There was a, a film, I believe, he helped direct. It was called Clubbed as well. Another one, something yeah. you might want to watch. I, I don't know how true to life the story was with it but it's it, probably connected good. to a, a bit
1: of his life yeah I think that's uh, what it was in the Coventry Definitely. era like in the club, Pugton Clubs and, and stuff it's
0: a de- like that it's a decent watch so again yeah. as well as the book um yeah. you know the film Clubs if, if you want to watch that as well it's, in my yeah. opinion yeah, worth a watch I mean he's he wrote film. a
1: load of other stuff and that as well books and stuff like that I think he's been helping a, a film with Orlando Bloom and that at the right. moment he, he's done I mean Jeff changed his life Life around from being that doorman and that hard man and he walked away from that life yeah and he completely changed his life and now he's a great author filmmaker everything like. so that, for isn't Jeff. It. He, he used to come and see me every week I used to have a few burger wagons Jeff used to always come and see me for a cup of tea every week when I had the burger I nice. nice. was chatting the chinwick, how are you doing them? and he's a good man good yeah awesome
0: awesome yeah. Well, we've got a few questions uh, that have been sent in from people to ask. Um, so look at what we've got here. Um one from Steve Wag. Um Nev, where was your favourite place to MC other than Amnesia House? I didn't
1: really get MC anywhere <laughs> else, I don't think know yeah. one I'll tell you what, in fact I got booked to MC for Fantasia, I think it was at Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, that at um, the Matcham's Park yeah, summertime. It was it was it
1: yeah, it was summer anyway. It was with DJ Luke and I think that, that's that so yeah, fantasia. I didn't I didn't really normally MT anywhere yeah. else. I done it, they asked me to come because I was connected with Fantasia people and the security and stuff, I knew Orleans, So i done it for Luke uh, at Fantasia in yeah. back in the day. Did you enjoy that? I did enjoy it. I introduced yeah. Luke and stuff like that. And there was, I think it was 25,000 yeah. people it was a, big big party, it was a Big party, mate. Big party. I know
0: from that, the uh, there, was, there was word put out from the local authorities yeah. uh, that was basically told, after the party, under no circumstances, was anybody yeah. to go into Bournemouth Town yeah. Centre or to the beach. Yeah, so what did 25,000 25, people out. do? I no, I think 20,000 of them went into yeah, so, on Bournemouth Beach.
1: So that, clearly, <laughs> I didn't really MC for anybody else, really. You know, like, was it, if anyone no. said never, you, no. no. You know, like, my events, at least I could get
0: on the all and do what I want, like, you know. Yeah. Um, will our Easy House be returning after the pandemic?
1: Well, we haven't. We'd like to think we might be doing a, a one-off event. We've kind of discussed this earlier, haven't we, Yeah, as well? you know, I want to speak with Bam, you know, like, you know, we'll have a chat, like, shall we, sha Sharen't we? So you'll say yeah, he'll say no, you'll well, we
0: say yeah. i don't know, I mean, like, you know,
1: because things have changed quite a lot, you yeah. know, and, you know, my daughter's telling me, like, we've got to do some of the new stuff, like, for the new generation, you know. But I'm not saying no. You know, so there's a possibility. possibility. but... Well, It'd be nice to see, you, mate. To be honest yeah, with you, at the end of the day, we're a legendary brand in the rave scene, Like you know, wow. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. When we doing the 30 year, we had a lot of new generation kids yeah. that come. Well, my kids were there, and Bam's kids were there, yeah. and you a lot know. of the old ravers bringing their kids with and, them, and then their young 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 grandkids before and long. Them young kids said that, that was one of the best nights they ever had. So yeah, we'll probably be looking at doing something. But not regular, a one-off here. And no rush, no rush in which to Be do it. No rush. When you're ready. When we're ready, if we feel like yeah. it, we'll, we'll give it another smash. I line. think
0: it's the same with, with us doing the party coming up. Yeah, I'd so. said I would never do another party. Yeah. But... Suddenly, with the way things have been, it felt yeah. right to do it. Would that be the same with yeah. you? Would it, would it be something you'd have to feel that yeah, you, were, right. you were ready and passionate I mean, to do it?
1: I mean, since this pandemic, we've, we've had loads of people saying, what's oh, happening? Is he going to do this? You know, you know I, I look at a lot of things online and stuff like that. It's still in me, yeah. in the blood, you know, because I enjoy, I enjoy promoting yeah. and I enjoy getting the, people together. The whole, the whole buzz of putting and it together. Because uh, of this pandemic, I would like to bring people together yeah. again as one line. So... It'll be nice to see, you, mate. Not too really early, he's not on the 26th of June, because the England game is on, isn't he? it? Yeah. I might do it Priorities, a
0: few minutes later. Mate. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Prioritise, my friend. Yeah. Right, next question from Wayne Sherry. Um, I know the answer to this one, because again, we've discussed this yeah. one earlier. Who is your favourite DJ? Favourite DJ? Well,
1: Groove Rider was my favourite. Groove. DJ. Yeah, he's, like, he's been at an easy house, House's number one DJ. Obviously, a lot of top buzz, you know. But we always has good Groove good, good rider. friend of yours and you've, you've done a lot a together friend haven't you? friend of mine, you know, I can phone Groove up and have a chat with him. He sent me a message on Instagram not long back when I had a photo up of me and Mickey Linus and he said, you two people helped change, you know, my career. And You know, we brought Groove yep. to the Midlands and we are so many bookings and he's always been Amnesia Houses, we always said Abnesia Houses. Your, main, your DJ. main DJ. Yeah, and then you've got Top Buzz, yeah. and the, the Dutch Scots. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good things. Fabio, yeah. another one. Yeah. Jumping Jack Frost, you know, fantasy,
0: great was, was it the Book of the Fly that had like, um, Top Buzz, the People's Champions? Yeah, and yeah Fabio, was it the ladies, yeah, the ladies' yeah, choice? Yeah, that's it, all stuff um, like that, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Absolute genius. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Groove Rider was the,
1: the, the Amnesia House number one DJ, but then there's a lot of DJs that, you Know they've got a big place in Amnesia House's hearts yeah. you know what I mean? And they're still my friends, jumping jack frost stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, Nige, just, top I mean level. I'm in his book, uh, you give me a Big mix, Bad so and big, Heavy. Big Bad and Heavy, I'm in his book. another good book by the way, guys. Yeah, uh, Frost, big, big Bad and Heavy, you know, Mickey thing sounds, you know, fantasy, Ray King, Steve.
0: Yeah, Steve's a lovely guy, He's yeah, fantasy. you know, so, I mean, Ray. Steve was
1: out in Fantasia, I mean, Ibiza with us, yeah, No. Like, 20 years ago, I was doing an event really. out there
0: in Eden, he came out and he sort of spoke about that and stuff. Used to love his sets with Gemini as well. We when we were performing yeah. together.
1: Yeah, I mean we've had all the names. Rat Pack, you know. Yeah, They're good friends of mine. Yeah, same here. You know, I just, still speak regularly with yeah, Mark. Mark and Everson, Yeah, you know, good people.
0: Very good so, people, yeah. man. Very good people. Yeah. Um, I say Mark was one of, one of the few, but my dad passed away last year. Mark was one of the few people because I've been away from the rave scene for quite a while yeah. to, to get in touch and just, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. He it's sent nice, me isn't it? He sent me a, you know, a message, like a paragraph, but a really yeah. nice, deep, yeah. meaningful message. And just just to get that, you it's know, it's nice to know world. that. Yeah, thing, the, the, you know, you're still so, thought about.
1: Like, how I look at it, right, we're promoters, yeah. Yeah. Because you work with these DJs all these years. They're not just like DJs to me. They're like friends. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I like personal like Jason K and Pat matt P and you know if I bump into these people, yeah. they've got time for them. Yeah, of course, you know, like, of course. You know what I mean? If I bumped into Groove Right, I went to the when Groove Right and Fabio had done their 25 year thing in London, uh, trying to celebrate 25 years of drum and bass. I went down there with the camera crew, and we were doing a. a uh, interviews and they give me time, even in, in, during their event, you know, I've done an interview with Groove Rider with Fantasy, with Reiki, mm. and it was their event and they still gave me still time, time, which was nice. So that's respectful, that respectful, is yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're talking 30 years I've been involved in this scene, I'm still here to tell the tale. So, you looks, and you're looking very well mate, to and be you, honest with right, you. are not looking too you, bad yourself. you right very much, right. you,
0: you're keeping fit as well, still,
1: okay, aren't you? I'm yeah, still doing you, a, a bit of training, training. So I've always trained, kept myself quite fit. You know, you've got him, he's good for up here as well. Yes, definitely mate, visible um, mental health going hand I mean, in hand. There's a lot, hand. lot of people that isn't here no more, you know, that we've lost. I mean, there's I, a lot, as Mickey, mate. I lost, I lost a very close friend, uh, he's my right-hand man, my flyer man, little uh, Floss Jones, yep. and every time i do an event, he was uh, uh, my right-hand man, with him, and driving the car, putting posters up. He, he was a lovely he lad, had. and I obviously sadly passed away, and I miss him. You know, if I ever had to do another event again, I'd miss him so much. Yeah. Because he was a big part of it. You know, and, like there's Mickey Linus, there's Shorty, there's, a lot, so there's a, lot a lot of people, lot of people, lot of people now, mate. So, yeah, that aren't there I'm anymore. I'm blessed to still be here. i blessed have still yeah. got my health. You know, I'm blessed to be here telling this story. To quite nice. It's with
0: um, it. funny because I say, not, not funny. It's strange, somebody put a picture up the other day, I think it was. Um, Danny from Fiber Optic, yeah. um, Mickey, Murray, uh, yeah. Gideon, yeah, I, uh, I think there were six people in the picture and no, four yeah. of them are no, no, no longer with us. Yeah. And it, just to look ah. at that picture, uh, it was yeah. kind of emotional like fucking hell. I mean, yeah, you know, these are like legendary, legendary people, you know? You know? A part of the
1: scene you know? Yeah, um, totally. Makes you realise how lucky you are. It's, yeah,
0: it's still you know? be here and have what we got.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. So I can't have less in some days, mate. I so say yes. we're not getting any younger, That's especially sweet. yourself, right? You know. Well,
1: I've got 8 I've got eight grandchildren. I've got five children, eight grandchildren. going to say, I've "Tell us a bit more about the family." They're all healthy. My grandchildren are amazing. I've got another grandchild on the way in March. So you know, granddad, good. I can tell them all my stories on the grandkids. Come round, granddad, to listen to me. My... <laughs> so you're yeah, plenty, you're plenty, it's you've all got plenty to tell them, mate. let's yeah, put it it's that all way. So good. So you enjoy your life. Enjoying life, yeah.
0: Work wise
1: Work, at the moment. working hard, yeah, doing the insulation business and stuff like that. that going well? Going all right. I mean we've had to stop and start yeah. with the pandemic and stuff <coughs> like that, but we'll keep going. Everyone's been the same we'll keep through the start. I mean I know a lot of people that have lost their jobs and they're struggling for you know, you know, you've just gotta try and keep going hopefully things are gonna change again for yeah. everybody. They will, they will.
0: They will. Yeah. We've just gotta keep pushing, mate. That's, that's as simple as that. That's it. Um, one from Darren Torchman. How did how did us two meet? Um, we've just been talking we, about that. I'm yeah, we, we've. I mean, we've we've been in contact for quite a long yeah. time. Yeah. But I think we, the first time that we're trying to figure it out the first time we actually met was I think, I think it was at a pandemonium, pandemonium in Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham,
1: yeah. Um, which probably would have been. Enough. I think it was. Yeah. Would have
0: been. I'm trying to even think when that might have been. 2005 something yeah, like that. Been,
1: I wouldn't know Alex, you know,
0: because it's been that many it, yeah. years, like, um, yeah. But no, we haven't known each other since no, the early days. No, um,
1: no. But we've clicked pretty well. Clicked, yeah, we yeah. have, we have clicked yeah. well, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like a, like a granddad, sort of, a granddad's a unit MC, the smaller end thing.
1: Respect. Total, so, mate, always, yes, yes. always. Thank you for having me today. Mate, it's it. been
0: an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Um, I say, I imagine we could probably keep going for hours and hours, but what yeah. I don't want to do is I don't want to leave these podcasts no. where they drag out and go no. on and on and you know, no. people end up sitting yeah, and watching yeah. You don't want that. Like, at the end of
1: the day, I've got to be able to tell a story. Hopefully that people have liked it. I'm sure people, sure people will
0: well enjoy it, mate.
1: And uh, yeah, just, just if 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 it's ne- ne- been a bit like yeah, answering I'm, up, and, fan and I've
0: I've, I'm the same. Been I'm, a I'm, boxer in that line. And I, I've been like. <laughs> Probably making you seasick at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, so. yeah. We, we should
1: have put yeah. a punch bag in here or something.
0: Like yeah. <laughs> we'll do, we do, we do, we do a part two, we'll get a punch bag yeah. in and we can do like a fitness session as yeah, well. Listen,
1: thanks to the lads as well. Lost yeah. uh, the plot, thank
0: list. you very much for the studio. And uh, the, agent, the, guys? the agent Rory. Agent Andrew, Rory. Um,
1: he, he
0: Special did, Agent Rory.
1: He's done a great job. He's on 10% the, mate.
0: He's on the Stella. Oh, <laughs> he, he was on 10% but he had more than 10% yeah, of the pizza yeah. I can tell you that. Top one. Right, guys, that's History of Hardcore Podcast Part 1. We'll be back uh, next weekend. I'll be with Jeff MC Man Paris.
1: Legendary.
0: Legendary Jeff MC Man Paris. The following weekend, I'll be with Stokes' very own DJ, Daz Willett. Um, Hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, We're just going to keep, you know, it's a new thing. It's new to me. Um, Hopefully, we can evolve, push it, expand it, and keep it moving. So, peace, love. Unity. Thank you very much guys. Out.
1: Excellent. Chavis, we're still fucking here. Twenty-five years fucking later! You've lost the fucking plot.
0: History of our cool crew. I um, know I said a few years ago I was going to take uh, well, my time out, so I was going to retire from promoting and MCing. Um During the lockdown, it's given me a little bit of time to sit back, reflect, and the whole not going out thing has given me the urge to put another party on. So I thought, fuck it. I had a little bit of a vision for a lineup. Um, it's a unique lineup, um, one I think reflects truly on what we're trying to do, which is, um, it's Legends of the Leisure Ball, which is the Club Kinetic reunion. Uh, club Kinetic was a club that uh, basically kicked off my career as an MC, uh, raver, and a promoter. Um, a place that I hold very dear to my heart. Now, I had a little bit of a vision and the lineup popped into my head and I thought, do you know what? I thought, fuck it, we've got to do this. Um, and put one more party on. Um, the time was right because I felt it was right for myself, Um, the passion came back, and I know that if I do a party and my heart isn't in it, it isn't gonna be the best party. But I also know that when the passion is in my heart, the parties that me and Stacey put on, as you're aware, are pretty much unbeatable. We don't mess about with lineups, we don't fuck about with production. Um, We simply put together the best possible package for the people, Uh, and that's what we've done. Um, So lineup-wise, the division came into my head. Uh, We've got Slipmat with MCs Connie and Ransky. We've got Marky G, Techno God, um, with the man called MC Nats, who is known as a godfather. Um, He was a resident up at the Doncaster Warehouse, another venue I used to recently frequent when I was younger. Um, A good friend of mine, DJ Seduction, who I've been booking for way over 20 years. Um, alongside my good friend MC Matrix, back out of retirement. Um, Kinetic Crew, you'll remember Matrix, big MC from Hardcore Heaven, um, a lot of big events from back in the day. Uh, We've got the Club Kinetic resident, Demand, uh, with MC Connie, the Club Kinetic resident, the man that rocks on the right line every time. Um, one of the best MCs out there, talks no shit, keeps it simple, keeps it straight, and what we know is the voice of Club Kinetic. Um, myself, at retirement, first time in three years, three and a half, maybe four years, um, alongside, uh, my old partner for old school sets, the man like ddjjdj Sai. Okay, we're going to take you back on an old school happy hardcore trip, maybe even drop a little bit of jungle in those, fuck things up a little bit. Um, And then we have Transformers, uh, another good friend of mine, David Beatty, they're going to be playing a warm-up set of old-school breaks, which is kind of unique and different, something that uh, we've never done before in the main room at Legends. I always like to uh, think that we're we're a little bit groundbreaking and and throw things in that, that do change things up and make it a little bit different. Um, we got LSD, the captain, my personal favourite, I think, from over the years. Another good friend of mine, uh, a man that's played for me since I think nineteen ninety nine, from the Illusion days. Um, big, big DJ Roy, big, big DJ. And then we've got room two, which is Illusion, which was our old brand, uh, which is gonna be a little bit more of the older tip from 90 to 93, whereas the main room's gonna be 93 to 96, more happy, hardcore, breakbeat, and techno. Uh, we've got my mate Mark XTC Grandad in there, alongside MC Ransky, another group of mine, uh, doing a classic jungle set. Um, then we've got my original residents from Illusion, Daz Willett. Daz, the homeboy Willet alongside the bad man DJ Foxy. Um, they've not played together for quite a long time. Uh, veterans of the scene uh, from Illusion. And the other Illusion residents, DJ Delight and Two-Step. Uh, both excellent DJs, also known as the Yonsum Heroes. Um, Andy Techno, my old mugger, uh, alongside my good friend DS, Dave Shimin, from North Wales, representing. Um, Then we've got Sten, one of the original Club Kinetic residents as well, Uh, Marty B from 90s Ravers and Revive, Um, Cuz, and then we've got MC's Nitro, who is an MC that I personally brought onto the scene, Um, I gave him the mic for the first time way back when at Bowlers for compulsion, Um, my good friend Lox, who's our resident MC, and another good old school friend of mine who was a regular at Kinetic. Uh, as a raver and you would know him as the black guy with the blonde wig um, MC Curdy so you can get tickets directly from me so hit me up on Facebook under Alex MC Energy on that account only because that's my music account um, and we'll basically take payment and send you codes out for the event. There are only about 180 tickets left out of the 500, it's a small intimate event so I do advise you don't fuck about and think oh I'll get them close to the date because you won't! <laughs> get them now or you won't get them at all all right legends enough respect big love
1: raving crew history of hardcore crew peace love unity peace out